Hey, hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to another Apala with Pops coming to you from Gainesville, Florida, the southeasternmost realm that you could find punk rock music in Gainesville, Florida, uh, or any other type of musical artistry. This is one of the best towns in Florida for it, no matter how weird people think Floridians are. Uh, <laughs> and luckily, uh, a band that I was just turned on to probably maybe four or five months ago, I just came across uh, these guys on YouTube. And then a good friend of mine who lives in New York, who used to be an old bandmate of mine for 15 years, sent me their record that they have out called Days Go By, just on a whim. He didn't even know I was interviewing these guys. So I thought this has to happen. The universe is trying to bring us together. So ladies and gentlemen, today I'm, uh, I got ba birds, of pandemonium with me. How are you guys doing today? Hanging in there, man. Hanging doing, in there. doing okay. Good, good. And today, yeah. who, who do I got with me today? Uh, this is James. James. Hazy and, James. Okay. Hazy James and, and uh, Millennium Calkin. You can just call me James. Okay. Millennium Calkin. <laughs> you can call me Tim. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> We'll all have it's the not same. Not the easiest pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> we'll all just call each other the Mr. same. Mr. Culkin. Mr. Culkin. There you go. <laughs> so, um, do you guys originate from that area up north? There. Are you all? Yeah, I'm from the tri-state area. Okay. Uh, I'm from uh, I'm from Long Island originally. Okay. And uh, been been in New York for over 20 years. Okay. I got some uh, family members that live in Roslyn, New York, so I know Long or Long Island, so I know Long Island pretty well. Pretty, uh, pretty interesting place. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So uh, what what is it that? It's not quite Florida. Not quite. Nowhere <laughs> close. <laughs> no, no, no. We got everyone beat. <laughs> we got everyone beat for sure. Uh, but I have to say. I was born in New Hampshire and was moved here against my will at a very young age. So, I uh, <laughs> I got that going for me. So, uh, so what brought Birds of Pandemonium together? Was this is this? Are you both two artists that started out as like individual musicians trying to do your own thing, uh, playing other bands and? along those lines and then you guys how did you all come about and start doing what you're doing well Jamie had a band called Los Encantados for a short while earlier last decade <laughs> um, I know well, I mean actually more like the middle of that decade but, yeah something like that yeah and uh We'd, I'd come, we'd gotten together and I was going to produce their album and uh, for we were working on that and for a short time I was playing lead guitar and then yeah. it just it just kind of stopped and uh, we, we decided to try something new. Okay. Yeah, I think we, we, we weren't, I, I don't know, the, the, the songs just weren't getting to 100%. So we kind of left them and backed away for a while, and then we just worked on various different things together. Right. Played a lot of different, just played music together. We're in the studio or DJing or this and that. Um, 
you know, getting drinks, whatever, going to see music. And yeah. then these songs just kind of became 100% and just became a project. So is it just mainly the two of you, or are, you a full, does it, are there other members of Birds of Pandemonium? Just us. Just you, so you guys do all the That's instrumentation true. and everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Wow. Okay. So, are um, you both like, um, are you both like schooled musicians, or is this something like you grew up in a household <laughs> with musicians, like were your parents into music and stuff like that? Is that like where you picked it up at a young age, or what was your? I think we both had very musical families. Yeah. Um, very, sure. you know, very musical lives, but I, I wasn't really properly trained i kind of taught myself everything okay um yeah um but it's but it's funny because what i do for a living now it's like i tried to to take music classes in college and i failed miserably (laughs) but i bet you i'm the only person in that class who's a professional musician right (laughs) like i got a d and the guy who got an a is probably you know an accountant yes and and playing guitar on the weekend (laughs) (laughs) um so what 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 was the brainchild behind birds of pandemonium just because that you guys were working together songs seemed to meld together better between the two of you and you were just able to come up with a sound that both of you just happened to like i think like one more to go back to like the when when tim was like playing and producing los encantados like before that, we were we were more kind of like a, I guess, more traditionally garage rock pop band, and um, but I was also DJing, and I was DJing and doing electronic music before I got back into like rock music. Yeah, and um, I had always been wanting to do something that was a little bit more of like a hybrid of the two. Like, like Tim and I talk about, like Primal Scream, Scream of Delica is like a big kind of like reference point. And what was in my brain and I think Tim's brain just wasn't, we weren't able to do with the band. Um, and so it just took some time, like apart from everything for us to get into, just to, I guess to like stumble into the world that we both wanted to living in and I guess in my head that's kind of how we flipped into into birds okay so when so when did you all officially start calling yourselves birds of of pandemonium and when did you start actually like putting out music and everything I think we started calling ourselves that we did that way before we even had a few reasons yeah there was no, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was <laughs> no, no music. <laughs> if you check the hashtag, there's like, we have DJing gigs like that go back like five years. Oh, shit. You're like, right, hey, yeah. Panama? It's like, because we first... just coined the name and we were just like, okay, yeah. we're, we're going to go cool. DJ. We <laughs> might as well, like. We did, yeah. there was, there's one, there's one remix for uh, the Stan Orsi that Tim put out on Dither Down yeah. a while ago. I can't remember when that record was. I want to three, say it was three probably five, four years ago. Yeah. yeah I can't three. tell time, especially now. <laughs> no, especially now. <laughs> time is a year, a day. I don't know, man. 
<laughs> we've we've been in Groundhog yeah, Day would... for the past eight months, so mm. it's pretty. It's been a pretty mm. wild ride. I'm sure for you guys, but it must be fun to watch the news and watch what they say about Florida from the outside perspective. I can just tell you, being on the inside of it through this whole COVID thing, I'm what you would call an essential worker. I work in the service industry, so I was working the whole time. Yeah, right on. You know, so I'm serving food, wearing masks. While people are, you know, or anti-maskers are like coughing on you while they're handing you their money, you know, and you're like, come on, y'all, you know, like, (laughs) everybody forgot the Spanish flu and polio. It it wasn't that long ago. Like, people, people have a short-term memory on, on viruses and diseases in this country, I think. So, uh, it's... People have a short-term memory on everything in this country. Yes, they do. I mean... Especially for it being one of the youngest It's kind of weird. Yeah. I guess, but see, I think I think that's what not without getting into politics. No, you can't. Like, you want I to. think that's one of the weirdest. It's it's because the country is so young. Yep. That yep. people think fifty years ago is a long time, but meanwhile in Europe, they think one hundred and fifty years ago is recent right. history. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all that stuff matters. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cool. And then here it's just like, oh, you know, people <laughs> think that you know. Slavery ended at the end of the Civil War, like right. the, the, you know what I mean. It's yeah. like, and it's like not really. It's kind of like started started ending in the sixties. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And they still. So it's and, like and you got to be honest. Yeah, at least. no, totally. And you know, and the saddest part is, is that everybody still doesn't realize they're still seen as three fifths under the three fifths clause in the Constitution. You know, all these years later, and yet we still haven't thought about just doing that one simple thing by rewriting that one constitution to where an equal equality would actually probably see a, a, a better chance in this country than it, than we have now, you know, but yeah, there's a lot of wacky yeah. things out there that people don't realize that kind of keep groups of people down and then, you know, give a, a foot up to others. But, uh, but that's the world we live in. That is what they say about America. Is it not? Um, yeah. As as an artist and as a musician, especially in this time, how how have you all been dealing with one wanting to share your art? Uh, probably one another one probably wanting to do more art, but yet also at sometimes probably feeling like you you don't have it in you. You know, like this this time period it seems it has have had an effect on artists. You know, in all shapes and sizes, in every way. And uh, how has it affected you all? As, as, you know, in this time period, I've, has it helped? Has it helped you become better artists? Are you working harder at it? Is it something that makes you stri- strive at uh, making the music better since you have this time to do so? Or I think it's been all of the above. Uh... You know, at some point, it's been impossible to do things, but, at the, you know, at the same time, we were able to release the single, and it it, it, it did things, you know, and, and it might not have done the things that it did. Right. If things were normal. You know, right. the song was called Days Go By. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Everyone's in lockdown. The song made perfect sense. Yeah. And I'm looking you know, at, and it was looking, cut. I'm looking at the record right now. <laughs> so... It's a good tune. Stuff like, you know, the video, I don't necessarily know if we would have done what we did if 
we weren't in like quarantine, you know. I mean, yeah, and that was a hard video to make too. I mean, when we made the video, it was kind of like, well, what are we gonna do? And then I realized I had all these credits for stock footage, so I was like, okay. Let me craft this thing out of found footage <laughs> that says, you know, what I'm trying to say, what we're trying to say in the song, which right. is about being now and being present and realizing that even though it's, it's a horrible, horrible world, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful world at the same time. Correct. And we're making this video and I'm sending cuts to Jamie. And meanwhile, that's right when George Floyd happens. Okay. Yeah. It's right when people start protesting and you're looking at the world and you're like, there's no hope for America. There's no hope. And it's like, and like you're trying and you're still trying to make this thing that says, even though everything sucks, it's kind of beautiful. And it's, it was a, that was a real hard thing, you know, to hold those ideas in your, your head, you know, um, I kind of, my my spiritual moral philosophy boils down to two rules: mm-hmm. love everybody, yeah, and tell the truth, yeah, and tell the truth. Simple and social contract. This, but it, the problem with those two rules are is that sometimes to tell you the truth, you want to kill everybody. Right. No, no, I got you. And so, so like, it's about, so I think that, that any great human path is about holding that kind of thought and then still letting yourself feel what you're feeling because it's real and you're really, but at the same time, you still got to love, you got still got to understand and love the other person. And it's like a almost impossible task right now. Yeah. Especially with, like, if you look at Facebook or Instagram for a minute and you're just like, God, what, what is with these people? Why do they think like, I'm, you know, yeah. I don't even want to say on all sides, but like, on some sides, yeah. <laughs> it just drives you crazy. It yeah. drives you nuts. Um, it's a real struggle. So like, so over that, you know, this, this pandemic thing, it's like, I, we had moments where we were actually really creative. Like, we actually just finished um, our spring sing. We have two new singles coming out. Okay, cool. Uh, early next year. And we, d- we just finished the second one just uh, a month ago. Okay. And uh, it came out really, really great. And it was just magical. It just fell together. And, uh, yeah, it kind of worked both ways. Like, right now, today is another day. I'm, like, a little afraid of what's, the election and i'm like uh, i'm a little bit darker today and i know I, I normally normally i'm all like you know happy yeah. love no i got you man Hare krishna Hare krishna <laughs> you know but today i'm, I'm a little bit more which is good because i'm on your show it's like today i'm a little bit more punky and a little bit more yeah. anarchist neil that's fine that's what it's about <laughs> I usually am. that's what it's about like seriously existential eh? yeah it, well you know that's the funny thing and people don't realize like the effect that music can have on a human being's life. Like if it wasn't for me, I'm 49. So I've, you know, like I, I interviewed 
the guitarist from Clutch like three weeks ago. And Clutch was a band that I saw in Janice Landings in San Pete, Florida in like 1992. They were on their first tour. And being from Florida, the way that I grew up, I grew up super poor, white trash, like we, like eight people in a single wide trailer park. So we grew up super poor and our families weren't treated that well at our high schools and stuff. And like it, we were, my family's super country, like Durango's Wranglers and Dooley's, you know, and I'm the black sheep of the family because I'm the punk rock kid, you know what I mean? So, but I told them all, yeah. it was like, it was music that saved my life and like, and I always want to thank all the bands that I interview. Thank you. Even now, you're newer, and I'm just turning, getting turned on to you guys. But thank you for continuing the process at, like, helping people get out of maybe bad situations in their lives and giving them a, 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 a better viewpoint of the world. You know, I mean, that's, that's what artists do, you know, and... You know, I, and again, thank you for doing the show today. I, I know it's taken a while, and I know you guys have been going through a lot of stuff. And I hope everything's you know okay with your families and everything. And uh, and it's uh, you know just I just want to say thank you for just being artists and doing something in a time where it's hard for most people just to get out of bed every day. You know, because that takes a little bit of you know it takes effort. You know, like you said, some days you feel dark, some days you feel you know, Harry Krishna, you know, so, you know, it's like, we all have it in us, you know, but, you know, music saved me, you know, like, it, it helped me out, and I'm very thankful for it. What was your introduction? Those are beautiful words, by the way. Oh, thank, thank you. Appreciate that, that, man. Appreciate that. I just want to ask you, growing up in Long Island and in the tri-state area, like, uh, what, what were your, just curious, your first shows that kind of pulled you out from your comfort zone that you came across that maybe that started maybe the idea of yes I can be an artist too and do the same thing Ooh, oh um, that's a tough question I gotta think about that for a second uh, Jamie you want to feel this one first while I <laughs> remember <laughs> yeah. my childhood <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually not from the tri-state area. I'm from Scotland originally, and I kind of oh, yeah, I moved right. around I in the United that. States, and the Middle East, and, and yeah. You played um, a lot of so a, I, traditional Scottish music and stuff what? when you were over there. When uh, well, yeah, when I was when I was growing up, um, my my grandmother was very like involved in the church and uh, in, in the choir, and my mom as oh, well. Right. So growing, so growing up, I would, uh, I would, you know, sing those songs uh, around the piano. So that was, you know, something we did, you know, did like daily when I was when I was with them, like yeah. after dinner, or like you know, whenever. Um, so I grew up with, yeah, like, and so my family also were all before me. Like the men were fishermen, and the the women would, for the most part, before my grandmother who was a teacher, they would. Uh, they would be like um, at that the at the, the doctrine of fish to gut them, oh, wow. all that kind of shit. So there was a lot of like you know, real work. Sea shanties, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Real fucking work. So we would we would sing like yeah, the sea songs and then songs and, and that kind of stuff. We, um, we should totally do a sea shanty. <laughs> <laughs> I would 
so dope. Throw it, like make it yeah, a secret man. track at the end of an album. Like you wait like five minutes, and all of a sudden this track shows up, and it's this old school sea shanty, and like you might even get people to start singing along. You know, like that's yeah, that's yeah. What that shit's all about, man, mm-hmm. for sure. Maybe we maybe we modernize it and it's the, the lead <laughs> single off of the upcoming record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but in terms of shows, like in like a like state theater, um, I, I saw tons of shows. When I went to University of Florida, and okay. I did a year of high school kind of outside campus. The state theater was like a yeah, like a regular. I saw a piece there. to me. Um, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Ybor City, but in terms of like, <laughs> oh man, Ebor, what a vibe! <laughs> um, like seeing Queens of the Stone Age, mm. I can't remember exact what venue it was that, but uh, I was super into like punk and and then just like a, a, at that point in time, and I hadn't watched like a just I I guess I guess like rock and. Yeah. Um, so I was like, the first, like, kind of, it, it kind of veered me away from like solely listening to to punk and like started to like open me back up again. Yeah, I think I was listening to like pretty much everything um, up until like my you know my senior year of high school and then senior year of high school freshman year of yeah. college was just all punk and which is great and I love the scene especially the games we scene. Like, I worked at my idea for a while. And did you really? Out, like the 20th. I did, yeah. For what about, years, what yeah, years did you work and a half years. Or so. um, like 2005, 2006-ish to around like 2008. Okay, so you worked with like, was Matt Sweeney still there? And Ryan Murphy? Yeah, yeah, man. Matt and Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Dave. Dave, replay uh, Dave. Peach. Yeah, man. They're amazing. Like, getting to always look back at you know that that time and everybody was it, it, it was like such a good environment to be like a young person yeah, like figuring good. out life and and you know it was like it was like a great like kind of family environment yeah, um, it and is. it really really shaped, shaped me as like a as a man awesome I didn't realize <laughs> in you a would very positive that's way. crazy man because like I've lived yeah. in Gainesville for twenty four years, twenty five years now, and uh, oh, right on. Yeah, I worked at Common Grounds, the the big one, for ten years. The whole time it was open. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so like you probably kicked me out when you're drinking. You know why I moved to Gainesville is because I was Hot Water Music's first roadie. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah, so I love those guys. I was friends. With, I was friends with them in Sarasota and Bradenton before they became hot water music and back in 92 ish 93 in sarasota it was impossible to play shows because the cops were so bad there like even if you rented out yeah. the vfw hall which made it legal for you to do that the cops would still come mm-hmm. fuck with you so it's like what's the mm-hmm. closest, what's the closest place you could go to and everybody's like fucking gainesville dummy it's music all the time so it's like we all moved up here and as you know hot water music they're actually they just got done writing three I think I think they're working on a new album. Another one. I mean, that was the main. Re- that was a that was a big reason that I wanted to. I mean, besides the school being yeah. good and all that kind of shit, um, like no idea and, and the music scene. So yeah, it's such a, it's a, a deciding factor in like going there. That's it's a great town. 
to fucking. I think that's why I haven't left. I call it the velvet black rope, <laughs> or the velvet black hole. <laughs> it's easy to live here, but it's hard to leave. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> you came down here. You did that. Wow, that's crazy. And then, what made you decide to move up to New York and then get in touch with Culkin? <laughs> um, I'd always wanted. I'd always wanted to to move up to New York. Um, it was just a matter of like, you know, getting getting through getting through college, yeah, saving some fucking cash, um, and then you know just just making the jump. You know what I mean? Um, so I was able to do that around some time in '08, I think. Uh, maybe like May, something like that. Oh, wow. Um, strangely enough, I I had gone up for New Year's the year before that and just got, I went to go see a show and like this party, um, like I think Hero Ballroom, like Maritime Hotel. Yeah. And Tim, yeah. like a band that Tim was playing in was like opening and my brother and I was like, dude, fucking damn rule. This dude looks really cool, and like my my brother, like you know, I think he bought us some shots and some shit like that. Um, Yeah. Then you know, left, thought nothing really of it, um, besides it just being like a fun night, and you know, fast forward like probably like a year and a half or so, uh, and we kind of crossed paths again, and here we are, ten or twelve or thirteen years later. Oh wow! Twelve, I guess. Yeah. So, so do you know do you know my friend that sent me this record? Do you guys know Tom Lacrasto from the DJ Palace? Yeah, Tommy's Tom Tommy's mm-hmm. my good friend. Tommy's my good friend. He awesome. uh he runs our Star Universe. Oh, cool. With Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my boy, man. Uh, like we used to be roommates here. Uh we're both he's from Sarasota as awesome. well and like I said, we played music together for like 15 years before he moved up and up to New York in 2010. So it's like, it's crazy that how small the world really is, <laughs> you know, as a whole. Yeah. Very small. Very small. And uh, yeah, I was just thinking about my shows. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I grew I grew up when I was coming of age, it was like the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Before B- BG, before grunge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, being in New York, being in New York, it was just everything. It was just an explosion of music. So like, when I when I was fourteen or fifteen, I was going out to to jazz clubs all the time, and at the same time, I was getting into like the Grateful Dead. Oh wow! And like hippie music. Yeah, yeah. And then at the same time, I was really into reggae and soca and stuff like that and i was going to see shows like that and then at the same time we got really into like the you know 80s indie rock like sst stuff yeah like fire hose oh, and shit. and i really i really like i used to see dinosaur jr all the time sonic yep. youth and it was like it was just like there was no genre and it was like and there was you know going out to dance clubs yeah there was just like there was, it was just it's funny because I can see it now. I didn't see it then. It was just like I'm into all these things, and it was whatever. And but it was like seeing it now, looking compared to the way that it is now, it yeah. was just like 
everything was just all fed on each other. It just felt everything felt normal to me. I didn't I didn't feel it the separations as much. I mean, there were cliques. I mean, there were, there were deadheads who were just into the dead, and there were punk rock kids. But but it's still, it's like to me, it was all just like one big throbbing thing that fed on it, you know, on itself. Yeah. And grew bigger and bigger, you know. Yeah. No, New York's crazy that way. It's it's uh, definitely it's one of those towns that seems to. I mean, I like. Like some, I collect records, and the only thing I collect is records from 1980 to 1990. So I got a lot of like, uh, a lot of really good like New York stuff from you know like the early days, like in the 80s and stuff like that, which I love, of course. But then of course it goes into everything else that I dork out on. But I wanted to talk to you about that because you guys have some sounds in your music. Like especially on this days go by, and and I hope you take this as a compliment because it kind of it had a bunch of different stuff going on in there for me. I heard new order, in a way. Mm. I, I heard kind of like this. One of my favorite bands. You know, and there's a, a couple other. You guys have like this 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 sound that kind of mixes genres a little bit. Like you're kind of you're pulling together that th- it sounds like the things that you like. And trying to and meld them into the songs, and this the days go by song. I have to tell you is probably one of my favorite songs right now. Uh, I've been listening to it quite a bit, and the video is good. I, however, you did it; it turned out well. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but no, it's a it's a great song. And you said you guys have some more stuff coming out soon. We do, yeah. I'm talking about like super specific record collecting uh <laughs> that like factory factory record vinyl is something that i i'm really into so awesome. you know new order for me is oh, yeah. probably i mean it's really up there in terms of oh insane shit that i like and yeah. and geek the fuck out of it <laughs> yeah seriously for hours and hours it's insane but uh yeah yeah it, so what do you guys think do you have are you are you pre-planning anything for the next year, like hoping this stuff clears up a little bit more? Do you have any ideas of wanting to uh, tour or, or anything else like that? Like what what's on your? Plan? We're definitely we're definitely going to play live shows um, at some point when it's possible for sure. That's I like think, something that I uh, miss so much. Yeah, like so much. Um, Yes, but I'm not. I we I get we kind of had loose plans, right, Tim? But I don't know. I feel like you know, in the best of times, you know, plans get fucked. So uh, these days, it's kind of like a, a day by day vibe. But we have. I, th- I think we're going to release two singles early next year, followed by an EP, okay. and then an album in 2022. And then we're going to be a secondary headliner at Glastonbury in 2020. <laughs> That's, a, That's my plan. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> so it's so like it, literally <laughs> our first tour is going to be like everyone else's third tour. Right. That's my goal. To get the band to get the band big enough so that I don't have to go and do a shitty tour. Because I'm you, too old for that. Shitty tours are shitty, especially when you're only making five bucks a day. 
<laughs> oh yeah. But uh, I don't think those tours move move records anymore unless they actually sell the records at the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I it's it, it's yeah. and now with COVID and all, it's like it's going to get even weirder. Like, yes. I think I think that actually, you know, if I have a theory, like, because you know, New York sucked by modern standards in the seventies and eighties, but because it sucked so bad, it was beautiful. Right. You know, you like you could be Madonna and come to New York and live in your apartment for a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And um, and come and like do something i mean not even just about anybody any any band that, that came to new york yep. in the 70s, 70s and 80s they, they you know they didn't it didn't take a lot of overhead so you right. could take the chances and now it's just like you have to like to really dedicate yourself to being a real rock band you know at an early age you have to like really just throw away your life yeah <laughs> and yeah. like and pray yeah that, yeah that you'll get recognized you know, and and also pray that you're not delusional because it's like so. And that's the thing. Sometimes you see so many bands that are so great, they're so talented, and they just like they're quote unquote realistic, so they give up. Yeah. And then sometimes you see bands that they're so delusional, they have no talent whatsoever, but then they somehow make it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because they they it's like Trump. It's like it's like Nickelback. Or like he's, <laughs> he's like he, people say he's delusional, and he is delusional. He gets his way. He gets his form of reality because he's so. See, also Kanye West. Yeah, they put it in the universe. That's why they constantly rephrase. At, at least Kanye doing. West creates art. Yeah, yeah. They keep <laughs> at least the... you can say that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Kanye. That, I think you know it's also just sticking around. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you just like, no, no matter what it is, whether it's like music or fucking. Uh, you know, sculpture painting, or being a chef or whatever, if you just continue doing that thing that, like, you know, you're yeah. passionate and just never give up, at some point, I don't, like, fuck, I can't remember this woman's name. Uh, she's a Mexican painter who, you know, for a uh, uh, Mexican female painter who's having her first um, art like proper art gallery show at the age of 81 wow. and there's nothing, you know, and her, her work's incredible. It's really annoying me that I can't remember her name now. Um, but I was like, um, it, like, it was such an inspiring story to, to read about just, you know, someone who just never, never gave up on it and just continue to do it. And you do it day in, day out, no matter, you know, whether, you know, when she was younger, people in the art scene kind of like pushing her away for right. uh, you know various yeah. reasons well that's um, and then but then like and then here you are like and you've done you know you've done this thing and it's part of your your life's work so um, no, I think that's the key it's like it's like being that. neither neither realistic nor delusional yeah and you just you just you just gotta do if this is what you do you just gotta do it and do it right you know, compulsion. For me, it's a Going back to the sea shanty thing, it's like the the Andrew the Andrew Weatherall motto, which is fail 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 we may fail we must. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. like you got to go out and do what you do, 
You know, if you're a fisherman, you got to go out and ca- try to catch the fish. You may not catch the fish. You may die in a storm. Right. You may, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to go out uh, and catch the fish because that's what you do. And you go out and make the, you go and make, you go out and make the donuts. Yeah. Time to make the donuts. Time to yeah. make the donuts. And eventually, someone will buy your donuts. That's right. <laughs> and recognize how delicious that's your true. donuts are. I mean, we, we, Nickelback's a huge band. You know, that's a lot of donuts. But, uh, <laughs> donut holes. But, um, <clears throat> But man, that's this is awesome. I am, you know, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. We'll, uh, we'll definitely do. You this know, I've never up. honestly heard Nickelback. Oh wait, <laughs> sorry. I Virginia Virginia Jaramillo is the woman I was talking about. Oh, okay, thank you. Eighty one. Her first exhibit is at the Manil Collection. Okay. And there's a oh. story about it in the New York Times. Virginia Jaramillo. It's it's really inspiring if you're. Yeah. If you're feeling shitty or, you know, yeah. you're not feeling creative for any creatives that might be listening, read, read her story and think about that. And a good little booster for keep you. On make, keep on making the donut, yes. as Tim said. <laughs> but, man, I appreciate you, Tim. So the much. old Dunkin' Donuts commercial, which <laughs> is like, uh-huh. I, just, I just realized I was making a reference like, no. <laughs> before you before you sign off, I just want to say yeah. that the name Millennium Millennium Colkin is oh, like man. is ironic times two. Yes, it is. Because, because so. I don't I don't like that indie rock irony. <laughs> I don't like that indie rock irony thing very much. So it's very weird that that's my handle. <laughs> but um. It, it, when La Encantados went to South by Southwest, yeah, uh, like five years ago, and we were playing a ton of shows, we got really drunk, and we decided that we wanted to create hype for a band that didn't exist. So, <laughs> so we were like, so, so we tried to figure out what's the name of like the most perfect name of an indie rock band. What would be the most perfect name? And I, who came up with it? Was it I, you? I it was me? Because it's stupid enough that it would come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to figure out if it was you or Evan, the drummer. But it, yeah, so, so Millennium Culkin came out. And <laughs> so the entire week, we just, whatever party we were at we were talking about going to the next party in order to see millennium colkin nice. and like telling everybody around they had to check out millennium colkin they're amazing da, 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 da. they're a star wars uh, so, cover you know, band. <laughs> you know and it was a really it was a really long dark week that was the south by where the people got killed it was yeah. it was really weird long week and at the end of it <clears throat> hours left before before we fly home we went to go see Albert Hammond Jr. Al- Albert Hammond Jr. from The Strokes. Oh wow! And we're it, and we're sitting there, you know, still talking about Money and Culkin. And and me and Jamie, me and Jamie, look to our left, and there's Macaulay Culkin. He's standing right next to us. That's hilarious. So at this yeah. point, we read so much tequila. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie's like I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go and talk to him. I gotta tell him. <laughs> I gotta tell him the story. <laughs> and then you know immediately his bouncers, right. excuse me, sir, removed us away. 
nothing. Sir, don't touch Macaulay. Yeah, Macaulay don't take that shit, man. But uh, yeah, it was actually, he, he, it was the best. It was the best. The awesome. the guy, the the handler said to me, "Sir, he's not talking to anyone tonight." He's not talking. To All right. <laughs> <laughs> not even us. Not even us. Yeah. So well, shit, man. Thank you guys again so much for doing the show. Um, I would like to do yeah, it again. When it was you awesome. guys uh, come out with the next few songs and maybe the EP, we can get back on here and you know push that stuff. Again, everybody yeah. out there, please check out Birds of Pandemonium. Days go by. Uh, they have a video. It's really good. It's uplifting. If you're feeling a little bit down, the the music's really upbeat and uplifting. Um, it's, you guys got a good sound. Keep it up. Like it's it's uh, I'm really digging it. And uh, and uh, you can uh, follow us on Spotify. Yeah. Tell me every yeah, mm. tell me wherever Spot- we can find you. Well, we're on Instagram. Okay. Uh, I think it's important to remember that it's pandemonium with an A E. Yes. So it's A N D A E M O N I U M. Okay. And so you can follow us on Instagram and on you know. Follow us on Spotify, and we have a 12-inch out. Yes, what, which you can get on our Bandcamp page. Okay, it's on. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, any words that you would like to leave the listeners with? Anything that you would like to drop some musical knowledge or anything else on before we call? Check out Virginia Jaramillo. Okay, that's that's pretty much it for me. That's pretty. Keep okay. making the donuts. Yeah, man. Not the donuts. Keep holes. making the donuts. Keep making the donuts. <laughs> All right, guys, this is Birds. Hey, no, so, you know, if you're making donut holes, make donut holes. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. right. Just make, we, <laughs> we make <laughs> donut holes. Them all. <laughs> <laughs> but no, guys, thank you so much again for getting together. And again, I hope, I'm glad everything's going well with your families and everything. And you guys stay safe. Thank you. And uh, keep in touch. If you ever want to chat, you can hit me up. Just message me up. If you guys know any bands that you think would like to do this and be on the show, uh, please, you know, tell them about me and, and let me know. I'd be more than happy to have – I'm trying to get new bands on here. You know, like I've been getting a lot of the bands from my my almost 50-old-year-ass, you know, shit that I used to listen to when I was like – 40 years ago but like I'm really I, I try to stay up on music Here. and I really try to uh, get all stuff and I'm really stoked that we know the same people up in New York that's pretty because I'm going to be hopefully heading up there sometime once everything gets cleared up and straightened up so but uh, thank you again for doing awesome. this and cool. taking the time guys yeah, I, really I got a, I got a yeah, tip thank for you, you. Yeah, go ahead. I got a tip for you what's that uh, check out this band Death Race C E four D E four T H R A C E Death Race. I mixed their mixed their new EP. It just came out on Friday, and I think you will really dig it. It's kind of like cinematic horror music. Okay, okay I get what you mean. Kind of almost like a, but it has, it's got, like Alice Cooper, but more updated. You'll, 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 when you hear it, it's very droney and okay. it's very dark okay. and cinematic though. And like, cool. it's very intense. Awesome. I, I'll make sure to check them out and check them out this week and maybe bother them. 
<laughs> so again, appreciate right, cool. you guys so much. You take care of yourselves. Have the best week you possibly can, and we'll be in touch again. Yeah, right, you too, awesome. buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Thank man. you. Guys. All right, again, birds of pandemonium. Check them out. Peace, guys. Later. Peace. Hare Krishna. Merry Krishna. All right, folks, that was Birds of Pandemonium. That's P-A-N-D-A-E-M-O-N-I-U-M. Days go by. Check it out. From the New York area, one of the gentlemen actually spent time down in Florida. He worked at New Idea. He was originally from Scotland. The other guy's the tri-state area, Long Island, and then a New Yorker. So uh, check them out. Good sounds. Good times. Great guys. Y'all have a good week. Peace.